You are now listening to Shades of Jay, the podcast, a podcast created to empower spiritual growth and build confidence for the everyday believer. This is also for the entrepreneurial Christian trying to find balance between business and kingdom, even for the non-believer with an open mind and hopes to becoming one. Being a follower of Christ's has its many stereotypes. We're here to break out of those religious boundaries without watering down the gospel. Join myself, Aaliyah J, and special guests every Wednesday as we start the conversation. Welcome to Shades of J. Welcome back to Shades of J, the podcast. I am your host, Aaliyah J, and this is part two of a four-part series, The Influence of the Woman. If you haven't already checked out the first part of this series, you may check that out on my um, podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, honestly, wherever you can listen to podcasts. This week, however, we are joined by a new guest. And if you don't mind introducing yourself for those listening. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Ruth Marcellus, and it is an honor and a privilege to be here this evening. Yay! Welcome to the podcast. Now, last week, we actually covered some empowering things, starting with motherhood, ending with what would be the footprint that the woman would leave behind. This week, however, I am going to take it to the more flawed side of a woman, um, touching base on the woman and her deceit now of course anytime you want to empower women I feel like it's necessary that we speak on the truth and if we're being honest here women do have (laughs) the trait of being deceitful whether it's intentional or unintentional it is in our nature so this week we will be targeting the deceit of a woman I hope you all enjoy so deceit It comes from many forms, regardless of how it presents itself. When it attaches to a desperate woman, a woman scorned, or at worst, an evil woman, that kind of an influence is enough to cause even the strongest man or an entire empire to fall. Now, before I define the definition of deceit, Ruth, how would you define a woman and her deceit? and how that would influence either a man or a situation in a negative way. Well, a woman and her deceit and how I would define that would be a woman who feels that she couldn't present the truth um, or there's something to gain by lying. Hmm. I like that straight into the point. Yes. So to define the definition of deceit, deceit is the act of causing someone to accept as true or valid what is false or invalid. The act or practice of deceiving, deception, achieving one's goals. And I and I I'm just going to be very vulnerable here and honest. I myself have gone down some deceitful routes, not going to lie there. But today, the main reason that I actually want to speak on why the influence of a woman's deceit is so necessary is to teach women why they should not be deceitful, even in situations where they feel they have the right. So whether you've been hurt, betrayed, whatever the case may be, it actually, um, the reaction or the cause of a woman's deceit is more powerful, I think, than she will ever realize. So as I mentioned to you, we are going to be targeting these two women, Jezebel and Delilah. Now, although these two women's stories are told at different points in the Bible, they have a lot in common, just as the three women I spoke about last week. These two women were extremely deceitful. Um, I feel like Jezebel more outright with it. She absolutely did not care. Like Jezebel, when you think of Jezebel, you think of deceit, just period. I feel like Delilah was more... She was the weaker, weaker woman. 
and she was desperate. So that's where her deceit lies. Um, Before we touch base on them, however, what would you, starting with Jezebel, okay, because Mm -hmm. she's a lot to unpack. Yes. If you don't mind just giving the listeners a little background on Jezebel and why we are even going to touch base on her deceit. Okay. Well, Jezebel was a very powerful woman. She came from royalty. Um, She was a priestess. Uh, Her father um, was notable. Um, She was married to Ahab who was at that point king of Israel. So she was also considered to be a prophetess. So the the issue with Jezebel is that she did not worship the God Almighty, Yahweh, and she worshiped uh, two deities. She worshiped Baal and Ashtoreth. And so with that, there, there lied the contention. That's where the deceit comes right there. So um, let's see where Aaliyah wants me to go with this um, as far as um, the nitty gritty of it. Yes. So I actually want to stop you right there. You described Jezebel as being a prophetess. Now, when it comes to the gifting of prophecy, prophecy is directly given from the Lord. And you have to be careful when you call yourself a prophet. Um, As most believers know this, you should not speak if God has not told you to speak. The thing that was really dangerous about Jezebel is that she had such an ability to drive not only her husband Ahab, Ahab, but men who were anointed, God-fearing men. She had a way of pulling them out of posture, out of place, out of the will of God, solely based off of her deceit, which is dangerous. It's a dangerous game to play. Now, you also mentioned Ahab, um, and he was one of the kings of Israel. And it is mentioned and written in the Bible that Ahab was actually one of the, if not the king that agitated God the most. He he absolutely frustrated God more than any king before him. And I, I feel like even after him, because he was so easily influenced and manipulated by Jezebel, which was for you to be a king, the king of Israel. Now we have to go to the context of this story. Um, we all know that Israel at that time when Ahab reigned over Israel, um, these are God's chosen people. So as you're leading God's chosen people, but you're being influenced by what I would like to call a demonic woman. That is correct. That, I would yes, agree with you. Yes, completely. It's a no. It's like an absolute, like Ahab, almost when I was reading that story, I'm like, what is he doing? But it clearly illustrates how the deception or the deceit of a woman is extremely powerful. So going to the beginning, um, she's the daughter of a king of the Sidonians. She's, you know, like you said, the wife to Ahab. And her influence brought forth um, Bell worship on a nationwide scale. She actually like pushed that whole agenda, her, her family, whatever the case. So today, not, not even just today, however, in general, what warning would you give to even, especially young women, um, as to why they should watch operating in the spirit of dis- being deceitful or just a deceitful spirit? Now, the warning that I would give um, not only the youth of today, but women in totality, um, because... <laughs> The word of God says that if the truth isn't in you, then God isn't in you. Mm -hmm. So therefore, we should be very careful and posture our hearts in a place of meekness, because when we operate in deceit, it just gives room for Satan to wreak havoc, not only in our lives, but our families' lives. Because uh, in the world, there's a such thing called a domino effect. So one lie has to cover another lie to cover another lie to cover another lie. And so then it's a snowball effect that can hurt um, 
and and be a detriment to a total family, a total generation, just by one act of lying or being deceitful. And I agree with that 1000%. I think for me personally, um, and this was before I was saved, but obviously I just want to be honest here. I, after studying these two women, because you know, with the word, when you're studying the word, it should convict you first. And I started to realize that there were times I can pinpoint where I, I myself was operating with a very deceitful spirit. And again, that is a danger. And I feel like we as women, because we are, are it's in our nature to react in an emotional way rather than logically, because mm-hmm. we are emotional beings, we do find ourselves many times in these positions where deceit seems to be the answer rather than the truth, you know, um, I, 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 not, not all women, but just, just being honest here, we have a very, very, very like prominent deceitful spirit. And if it's, if you don't get that tamed and in check and, lay it at the feet of the Lord, I feel like unintentionally or intentionally, it's easier for a woman to operate in that spirit than it is a man. However, you want to be cautious of doing so because it costs you. Um, Obviously, in reading Jezebel's story, how she was and who she was eventually that did cost her, I'm sure, because she came from, for a lot of men who were being led by God or who believed in God, you know, and she wasn't going for weaker men. That was the scary thing is Jezebel was coming for the head, you know, for them. Yes. Yes. And and like you just said, uh, a very important uh, statement that you made in regards to Jezebel, um, that the deceit, um, it did cost her, it cost her her life. So Mm -hmm. it does cost and we have to count that cost. We may think, that we're getting away with something, but you, you have to understand that you reap what you sow. Amen. And that is, that is the fact. And I don't think, well, me personally, when I was, and I can actually look back on my life personally and see where I'm paying or have paid the price for things that I may have done in the past, um, where it was me reacting in deceit, but some women, they, they take pride almost in being sneaky, sly, you know, lying. Um, some women love to be overpowering over, over a man, um, as Jezebel did. She thrived off of that. That's where she got her momentum was to get hold of a man of God and just watch him crumble almost in the palm of her hands. She liked that. And I have seen young women you know women whatever the case act just as 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 Jezebel did and I I just want to warn women that are listening to this it's it's not something as Ruth just mentioned whatever you do in 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 the dark whatever you do behind closed doors or in a secret place you know God is an all-knowing God whether you believe it or not he sees and hears everything And so you have to be very, very careful not to be operating in such a spirit because then it can even get to the point where that spirit completely just takes over entirely and there will be no turning back. But again, it will cost you. Um, And Jezebel, she was very opposite of Delilah, whereas Jezebel intentionally woke up every day to ruin the lives of men. Delilah, um, just transitioning a little bit, she was more, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, she was more desperate. I would say she was weaker than than Jezebel was. I will agree um, in in the in the point of she was um, weaker, but she was weaker in the fact that um, she was used. She Mm -hmm. allowed herself to be used where Jezebel was the aggressor. Delilah was used in a manner to bring someone down. Mm -hmm. So um, with Delilah, 
she met Samson or Samson met her. Samson pursued her to the point where he fell in love with her. And the issue with this, I just have to make this clear. Um, Samson was a Nazarite. Samson was set apart. Samson was the last judge of Israel um, prior to them, to God. The people wanted kings appointed at that point, no more judges. So God gave them the desires of their heart. But anyway, going back to Samson and Delilah, um, because of Samson's disobedience, he was set apart. He was told the things that he shouldn't do, shouldn't touch, you know, uh, animal cadaver. He shouldn't eat meat. He shouldn't drink. He shouldn't cut his hair. And with falling in love with someone that God has said, you're set apart. You're not to go outside of uh, Israel to find a wife. And he slept with prostitutes and then he found Delilah. And so that's where it started. Um, the deceit came from Delilah where Samson was so strong because of his hair. That, um, the Philistines, the uh, headship, the leadership of the Philistines came to Delilah and they were like, listen, we're going to pay you. We're going to mm -hmm. pay you X amount of dollars. It's like 1100 um, pieces of silver. And we're going to give that to you. If you can find the secret of this man's strength, because he's here and he's battling us and he's winning and he's just one man, there has to be something. And we need you to find out what that something is. And that's where the deceit started with Delilah. Oh, and I'm so, okay, I want to stop you right there. I'm so glad you broke the story down for those who were not aware of. Um, Samson was literally the strongest man at that time. Like literally his strength, he was strong. He was not to cut or shave. Uh, was it put a razor to bring a razor to his face or how was it? Mm -hmm. he yes. Was not, yes. And if he did, he would lose this, I guess if you will, power, uh, Spiritual strength. Yeah, yes. there we go. That God had gifted and given to him, right? And although this series is meant for women, I also know that I do have male listeners. And this right here is big because a lot of the times, most of the stories in the Bible, when it comes to the fall of a man, it's usually connected to the hands of a woman which is the reason he fell or he failed or he you know did not do he did the opposite of what God said to do some a lot the theme I see in the Bible is it's tied to a woman and Delilah in Samson's story is a perfect illustration of that and so young men when you are pursuing these women, right? And we always talk about, one of the things we talk about, especially for men who are looking to be married or are married, being equally yoked, right? God told Samson that he couldn't go outside of Israel and date. Like he gave him these specific instructions. And like we all do, he pretty much kind of went against the grain and it cost him. It is like vital young men, men, whatever, that you are watching who you are pursuing, who you're trying to tie yourself to, because you never know, they might be the reason for your demise. And sadly, Samson, um, Ahab, as well as Solomon, I would say as well, because didn't Solomon almost have like a the wisest <coughs> man? Was no, his... not almost. Solomon did fall um, as far as it, uh, as far as what God has set into place. Now, what God did was say to these men, look, you can marry any Israelite woman. And the reason that he set them apart was because of just like if you have a family structure mm -hmm. and <clears throat> excuse me, you want to marry and you want to marry being equally yoked. And what does that mean? Um, some people who are not well versed in the Bible or who um, don't know what a yoke is. A yoke is what they tie two oxen together, <clears throat> excuse me, to plow the field. 
so that they're plowing at the same time, the same momentum, and one is not dragging the other, but they're walking side by side. Mm-hmm. So that's how a marriage should look. That's how a relationship should look. That both of you are tilling the ground together. So you're planting together so that seed can grow together. So that's what God was doing. God was saying, look, I gave you guys this specific set of rules that you know, the women who are not of Israel don't follow those rules. They live by a different precept. They live by a different set of rules. And the word of God says, what does light and darkness have to do with each other? Nothing. Or let me put it in layman terms, oil and water, they don't mix. Mm-hmm. So if you marry outside of what God has ordained for you, then look out, there will be issues. And there are already issues when you have two people who are plowing together, who are equally yoked, because things can come up, you know? So how much more so will issues come up when you're not equally yoked? And that's the issue. That's what that is. And I know we're, we're off topic, but we're talking about, you know, deceitful women and men falling prey to that and vulnerable to that. So we need to be aware, young men, you know, even older men who have been burned. <clears throat> and it's sad to see when these men are burned, we don't want you to take that and then treat a good woman badly. So you have to know, you know, how to approach, what to look for. And I'm going to say it's very important to pray about it when you're looking for that woman and not only to pray about it, but the word of God says in the counsel of many, there is wisdom. So you need to look for wise counsel before making your choice. And even though you think that we're off topic, we absolutely are not at all because this 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 is a space that i have designed and created for multiple walks of life not just the believer but also the non-believer not just the woman but woman but also the man and i'm glad that you're able to break down these different points of views because the whole point in this entire series is the influence of a woman and how it can you know cause and effect good and bad positive and negative and it is extremely for men to realize because men are the head, you know, they are the head of a household. Um, and that is how God has ordained it to be. The man is to follow Christ and the woman is to follow the man as he's being led by Christ. Amen. If you are being led by a woman who is being led by a demonic presence or spirit, that is all out of order. And that is not whatsoever what God has ordained. And so with Solomon and Ahab and uh, Samson, you see where they get out of order. And almost it's almost like their God, if you will, became, they went from serving the true and living God, the God of Israel, you know, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to serving the women in their lives, which is double out of place and all out of whack because not only are you not serving God, but you're bound <clears throat> in women. You're not gonna like this. You're not gonna like it, but it is, it's the truth. When you as a man bow down to your wife, when you as a man, man bow down to your girlfriend, and honestly, I mean, girlfriends aren't even a thing in the eyes of, of, of God, but whatever, you follow me. When you bow down to these women, it's a, it's, it's a recipe for disaster, if you will, because you are the head of your household. When the enemy is going to come and he's going to try to attack a home, he's always going to start with the man first. Because when you can take out the head, it's easy to take out whatever's behind that, right? Right. And so, men, it's, it's extremely important that it's you are right. always being, yes, you're, you're leading by example and you're being led by the spirit. Of God, you're following Christ. I always tell people, someone asked me the other day, Leah, what would be something that would make or break it for you if you were like dating? And I said, a man who does not fear God. Because a man who does not fear God would not have these, they, they, they wouldn't have God's word stored up in the heart. They wouldn't realize I he needs to be, first of all, submitting to Christ, first and foremost. If I need to be submitted to him, <clears throat> because a man not being led by God is a man leading me to hell. Period. A man who does not fear God will do 
every and anything. You can rest assured because he doesn't have that covering, because he doesn't have, uh, it, it's, it's like um, you don't have a responsibility. There's no one to respond to. You're not accountable. That's the word. Thank you, Father. You're not accountable to anyone. So therefore, because you have no accountability, you're left to your own mind, your own resources, your own thought process. And we as human beings can be manipulative, conniving, liars, thieves, because we don't have anyone else to be held accountable to. So with God and his infinite wisdom, because we're triune beings, just like God is triune, meaning um, we have a will, which is uh, our spirit. We have a soul um, and we have, you know, our body, we have our minds, we think, and God is the father, son, and the Holy ghost. And so with that, we have free will. And if our will is not lined up with his will, let me tell you, he says on our best day, our best day, okay. that we're nothing but filthy rags before him. And imagine if we don't have him to lead us and to guide us, then we'll just go astray. We'll just do whatever. The word of God says that we're sheep led to the slaughter and that happens daily. So if we do not have God as our head for us to follow, then as sheep, they're considered to be dumb animals. We'll fall into a hole. We'll just go off somewhere and we'll be eaten by a wolf. Mm -hmm. Easily. Because when you think about it, and I'm glad you brought up that illustration, a sheep without a shepherd, they they will run in different directions. They're not going to follow each other. They're going to scatter. It's going to look a hot mess. And that is why it is important to be led by, and I, and me and Esther, we touched on this in the last podcast, is it's like women today have an issue with submitting. And when they hear the word submit, it's like a, a curse word. Correct. And while I totally get it, I'm not negative. I mean, I'm not ignorant to why women are like, submit, what? Oh my gosh. Because, you know, our ancestors and then you have just the women before us, our grandmothers and stuff like that, submitting to a man, um, it almost sounds like prison or jail. But the issue is a lot of women submit to a man who's not even worth submitting to. And a lot of women are submitting to men who aren't submitted before Christ. That's the issue. That's the disconnect. But ladies, submitting and being in posture, and there goes that word again, because we talked about that last week, spiritually being in posture is important for you, even if whom you're spouses is out of place with God, you should never go before or above him. God honors posture. So if you are, if you feel like you're being or dating a man who kind of, as, as an example, starts to turn away like Solomon did, right? Starts to turn away like Samson did, or even Ahab. Well, Ahab was evil almost from the jump. It is vital that you stay postured because now you become once that man is out of order and out of place you are now technically what is protecting your household and your family and god is going to honor that now if you yourself and now your husband are both out of posture your house is free reign for the enemy to come in and just devour and that's what you see with ahab and jezebel ahab was definitely out of place uh, Jezebel didn't serve God, the true and living God whatsoever. She served whatever she, she almost pretty much probably thought she was a God herself. And then you see the chaos that takes place when both of these people are out of order. Because one thing about God is he is not to be mocked and he will have the last word. He will have the last laugh. So ladies staying postured, even when whoever you're being led by is because ultimately he's being, he should be being led by Christ. You're still being led, even if he's out of order. Pray to God that he gets him back in line. But don't go down that deceitful route. I feel like women, we take that route of deceit when we're hurt, betrayed, misplaced, out of order, uh, upset, you know, whatever. Misunderstood. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's when you start to see the woman kind of be that sheep that, oh, well, I'm going to go this way now. 
And I'm here to tell you, no, it, it, it it's, it's not even worth it in the end. And I know that by experience. <laughs> so it's absolutely no. I am going to one of the scriptures that I have here is first Peter and I'm reading chapter from chapter two, verse one, and it reads, therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. Um, and again, that was first Peter chapter two, verse one. Um, in your opinion, Ruth, what, and I, I guess not even opinion, but when it comes to a deceitful spirit, now that we've exposed the spirit, how can we lead those listening to the water? You know, because it's one thing to teach why you shouldn't do something. That's fine. But now how can we help those listening kind of counteract if they are dealing with something like that? Okay. So when we speak about Jezebel, we're speaking about a person. But now that Jezebel, the person, the woman, she's dead and gone. But there's such thing as a Jezebel spirit. And that Jezebel spirit is still alive today. Not only does it operate in women, it also operates in men. Um, And this spirit is one of control, manipulation. It's very sexual. It's very cunning. Um, It's very alluring. And so um, as far as Delilah goes, of course, we know that Delilah, she was used um, and and she was used uh, for her own gain. She got money out of it. So I know that there are some women who don't think having a man uh, pay for their whatever bill, buy them a Gucci, buy them a whatever so they can lay on their back, that is, you're being used, okay? And that's manipulation. And that could be part of the Jezebel spirit, okay? So with this spirit, what I'm going to say for women is that if you are sleeping around, that means you're not married, um, or that means you're married and you're sleeping around. This is the spirit that can creep in. This is the spirit that can creep in because it will lie. It will use manipulation to get what it wants to satisfy and gratify itself. And that's why Aaliyah alluded to her being considered as a God herself, because it was all about Jezebel. Jezebel will put on her makeup. Jezebel will make sure she looked good. And it wasn't. just for vanity's sake, it was to lure the men of God because she wanted to bring them down. So women, my warning, um, my thought process to you is to make sure that your heart is in the right place. They were talking about posture. Make sure that when you're dealing with whoever you're dealing with, it doesn't have to even be with a man. You could be manipulating family members, your Mm -hmm. children. You could be manipulative on your job. That spirit is no respecter of person. Wow. So you have to be very careful and check yourself. Get a mirror. Go down. Am I doing these things? Am I clapping back every chance I get to either my husband, to my children, to how about to parents? Are we are we manipulative when it comes to our family members? The word of God says that we should honor our father, our mother, therefore that our lives will be long upon this earth. And these this spirit can be used not only to lure men, not only in a sexual manner, but in getting what you want. That's the whole thing. Jezebel got what she wanted. That that was her whole thing. She's going to do what she needs to do. Just like when she helped her husband um, to get, uh, I think his name was Naboth, to get his land. He said, I couldn't get it. And so he was crying. And she was like, wait, hold up. Hmm. You're a king. Dude, check yourself. I will get it for you. And what she Out did, order. she sent 
one of her soldiers out and she had she uh, wrote something, a letter. And it was in deceit. She lied on the letter that this man stole the land or whatever and had him killed. Innocent blood. She had him killed. But I'm going to give you I I know we're going to wrap this up, but I'm going to make a point real quick in this. I already said when you lie, it's a snowball effect. So she had this innocent man killed. She came back and she said, here, husband, here's the land you wanted. So therefore, you're going to do a crooked deal, a deal under this table. Thinking that God doesn't see this, but trust me, he does. You might get away with it for this moment or for this season, but trust and believe that you will reap what you sow because after this happened, um, Ahab went to war, he got killed, and then his son, Jezebel's son, got killed on that same plot of land that she killed the owner of that land for. Mm. So be careful, be careful because you will reap what you sow. So again, check your motives, check your priorities, keep them straight and being um, submissive. It doesn't mean that you're a doormat. It doesn't mean that this person is slapping you upside the head. It doesn't mean that this person is being rough and gruff with you. That's not what submission means. Submission means that your husband says, hey, babe, I want to buy this car. What do you think? And you're like, babe, if you worked out the resources and we can get this car, I'm all for it. That is submission. Mm -hmm. That's let me tell you what submission is not. Oh, what do you mean? What do you mean you want to buy this car? And, you know, and I wanted to do buy this purse or buy these pair of shoes. And now all of a sudden you want to buy this car. That's out of order. So I hope that makes sense to show the difference between submission and being out of order. And you just blessed me with that because I... I guess I didn't realize that her son had died on the same lot of land that she had stolen. I knew she had stolen the land, but I, that is wow. And you talked about posture of the heart. Um, last week we were talking about women spiritually being postured, but I'm so glad you brought that up because uh, God says that he doesn't look at the man on the outside. Pretty much. He looks at the heart of yeah. a man. So the intention of a man, we That's as humans, right. we see the action before we see the intention, God's opposite. He sees the intention before the action. Correct. Correct. And I feel, and, and, and women again, because it's so easy for us to operate in the spirit, the Jezebel spirit, checking your heart is something that should be like a daily thing, like purging those, those things, even those things that aren't said. I find myself a lot of the time, like, oh my, like God help me, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm the, the Holy Spirit is convicting me and letting me know like that wasn't cool. Absolutely not. No. And I think it was when I was about 14 years old. And I mean, at this point, I'm not saved. I, I know nothing about God. I don't even believe in Jesus. But I promise you in studying this whole series, God took me back when I myself was operating in the Jezebel spirit. And I realized at the age of 14, the kind of power I had as a 14 year old girl to get whatever I wanted from whoever I wanted it from. And I've always had that notion in me that and follow me you guys but I could if sitting in the right man's face with the right kind of money based off of the way I lick my lips I could get whatever I want I'm talking down to a castle if I wanted to you know that is powerful because men are no offense to them they're easy you know they are if you're if you if you get the best a good combination but a bad combination if you get the right jezebel woman and the right ahab man together it's again it's gonna be a recipe for disaster and me really realizing that at 14 just knowing i could get whatever whatever i wanted whenever i wanted just batting my eyelashes that is 
it's dangerous. And I, I always say that the most dangerous woman in the world is one who understands her power. Mm-hmm. Because when you understand your power, now you have the ability, now the ball's in your court. Are you going to submit? Because no matter what kind of a power anyone has here on earth, there's no power in the world that exalts the spirit of God. Nothing. You will always bow down to, to him, period. So now that I am saved and I have learned about the spirit of Jezebel, I'm God help me with this because it still resonates there. She tries to sneak in sometimes and you know, you got to rebuke that, but I would prefer to submit to the spirit of God before I ever think, Oh, I'm going to exalt myself and do what I want and get what I want. And you know, today that's the culture. Women want to get a bag or chase a man that has the bag, but you ain't getting nothing from me. I just want your money. And if you ain't got money, I don't want to talk to you. And they don't want the, you know, the hardworking nine to five man. Who's a good man. They want the man with the money. They, they want the man who's chasing the bag, the drug dealer, the whatever they got going on. No, I mean, like everything today is completely like turned upside down. And I'm here to tell you everything that glitters is not gold. Amen Be to that. careful of, of, of operating in a Jezebel spirit. And Ruth actually went over a few. Um, if you if you're sitting thinking like, well, what, what, what is a Jezebel spirit? She went over a few traits. I think one of them you mentioned was conniving. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did you say that the Jezebel spirit She's is very sexual and sensual? Um, she is, and I'm speaking about the spirit, um, very deceitful and cunning and cunning means that, uh, she will do things in a, in a manner of trickery. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll lie to get what she wants. Um, and I, like I said, it's not just the spirit that operates in women. It also operates in men. So women, you have to be careful and men, you also have to be careful um, because this spirit is alive and well. I didn't realize men, men as well. Look at yes. this. Men can also be affected by the Jezebel spirit. It's like you want what you want when you want. It's about self-preservation, self-elevation. Um, and it's all, it's really all about self. And um, we already know that um, it's all about God. God is a very jealous God and he will have no other God before him. And um, if we were created by him and we were created by him to worship him, then you already know that's a no, no. And whether you believe it today or believe it tomorrow or believe it after you close your eyes from this side, Um, His word says that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. I rather um, err on the side of caution. I rather err on the side of caution because that means that he has given you us free will. We have the ability to say, yes, we love you back or no, we don't just like in any relationship, but in saying no, there's a consequence there's a consequence and that consequence is eternity in a fiery hell. This is not to scare anybody. This is not to um, twist anybody's arm because like said, God's word is true. And at the end, we will all see that. So if you choose, no, it's fine. You can, you can go ahead, turn up now, you know, YOLO, whatever the newest, latest term is in living your best life or being the goat, whatever you want to call it. But there is a God that created us. And there is a God that rules this universe, that he loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son because he knew the law that he had passed, that he'd given unto Moses, um, that we in ourselves could not uphold it. So he sent his son, Jesus, to live on this earth, to walk as a man, to show us this is how to do it. If I'm a man and I'm in flesh, this is how you do it. And so with that, that's why we have to read the word. That's why we have to understand the word. That's why we have to digest the word so we can seal this word in our hearts that we may not sin against him. This is why he 
allowed them to beat him, to spit on him, to whip him, to put the crown on him, to be on a cross and crucified innocently on our behalf so that when we live on this earth, that when we have issues, when we think we're being tempted, when we feel like we want to lie, cheat, use um, our bodies um, as sexual favors, that we can call upon him. That same Christ that died for us, he's now our mediator. We need nothing else. We don't need to light a candle. We don't need to bow down to any statues. We can just, just as I'm talking to you now, and you can hear my voice audibly, you can audibly speak to him and say, Father, look, I'm going through. This is how I feel. I feel tempted right now. And trust me, he will hear you and he will listen and he will come through on your behalf. It's just as simple as that. And that knowing that because of that act that he did over 2000 years ago, his word says that he died, he was buried, he was resurrected, he ascended into heaven. And we're waiting, those who are in Christ are waiting for him to come back. We're considered his bride. He's coming back for the church. He's coming back for those who believe him, who have confessed him with their mouths and believed in their hearts that he is the true and living God and he is coming back for us and he's coming back for us soon. If we look at the things that's happening in this world, if we look at the laws that are being passed, they're talking about pedophilia being normal. You know, we're talking about, um, Marriage being open to everyone, whether it's male and male, female and female, male and female, the way God created it. And we have wars and rumors of wars. We have pestilence. We have all the things that the Bible has already said is going to happen. These precursors prior to him returning. So this, Aaliyah, I thank you for having this podcast in order to give nuggets to those who may not know the word, who may not be privy to the word, who may not know how to um, correctly dissect the word. I hope that this is something that has been uh, broken down to small nuggets so you could receive it and so you can understand it. Therefore, you can understand what is required of you and how to live godly, how to live righteous and how to live holy. Amen. And one of the things you just spoke about, actually, um, I'm looking at right now, Jeremiah um, 9 and 6, and it reads, your dwelling place is in the midst of deceit. Through deceit, they refuse to know me, says the Lord. And you just talked a lot about, you know, those who could choose to believe now, tomorrow, or, you know, when God decides to return and that you would rather it be right now confessing right now than for him to come before you judgment day and tell you to depart from him because he does not know you and also please keep in mind that this is a space again that i've designed for believers and non-believers with an open mind and hopes to becoming one it is never my intent to offend anyone however the last thing that I want to do is have man clap for me and God's arms are folded and he's shaking his head at me and he's not pleased with me. So although, you know, some things, some of you may be offended by, that's not the intent, but we are here to speak the truth. I'm not going to water down the gospel for someone's ears to be tickled. I, like that's not what this space is for. Again, I say that with a pure heart and intent. And I just want to leave you guys with this. Um, and this is a proverb, if you don't mind just bearing with me. I just had it pulled up. Okay, so it's Proverbs 6 and 16 through 19. And it reads, these six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. And I'm starting on 17, a proud look a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, anyone who sows discord among the brethren. And again, this is why it is so 
big to be careful with speaking with a deceitful tongue, to have actions that are uh, tied to a deceitful heart. Because again, God doesn't see the act. I mean, he sees everything, but he's mainly paying paying attention to the heart of a man. Um, Women and men, this wasn't, and I'm so glad we did this episode today. This wasn't just for the ladies. This can go both ways. Be vigilant, be very aware, be very cautious, repent always be on your p's and q's when it comes to your heart check your heart because like i said i was 14 years old knowing um the power of of the woman right and i here i am today god although i know my power i know that you are truly above all things i don't want to be like that you know i don't want to always get what i want ruth i thank you so much for being my guest today and dropping your kingdom nuggets and breaking down the gospel in ways that I could not. And do you have uh, anything you want to end off with? I want to say I appreciate you for having me on. Um, I pray um, that the listening audience um, understands where I'm coming from and that God is love. Yes, he is, but he's also a God of order. And um I pray that this podcast is something that will open up eyes that were once closed and that um, there will be a better understanding to what is required of us as kingdom people and those who are aspiring to becoming part of the kingdom and knowing that once we receive salvation, it's not just um, to uh, get into heaven, but it's to live a fruitful life here on earth as well. Amen. Thank you guys. And until next time, this is Shades of J. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, everybody. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in with me this week. We will return next Wednesday at 8 o'clock p.m. That will be Eastern Standard Time. We do post weekly uploads. You can find Shades of J, the podcast, on Instagram at shades.jay. We hope that you all stop by next week for our next episode. See you then.